listening to the Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival, playing the best and the rest of Britpop. Welcome to the Britpop Show. It is Monday night. I'm sitting here in my in my just flip flops, just in chilling in the sun, loving it. I remember in the cold, dark days of winter when I was telling you how it was cold outside. Now, what have we got tonight? Tonight, we have a very special show because I'm going to play an interview that I had with Alan McGee. Who's Alan McGee? He's only the guy who founded Oasis. Uh, Didn't they do a show about him, a film about him recently? Yes, they did. Will he tell us about the film? Yes, he will. I'm going to finish talking to myself and play you some super furry animals. furry animals you're listening to the Britpop show and i'm not going to tell you the time because loads of people listen on a podcast and so time is irrelevant in the podcast realm but tonight we have an interview an interview with alan mcgee i met him face to face and that's all thanks to creation day festival who sponsor this show they arranged it for me to go meet him face to face so thank you very much creation day festival and not only do they sponsor this show not only do they allow me to go and meet alan mcgee but i approached them to make sure because i because 
their festival lineup last year was amazing. And I said, I want to be a part of that. And if their festival lineup this year is anything like last year's, it is going to be great. So keep an eye out for that. It will be coming up soon. In the meantime, I'm not going to say, like, so I interviewed Alan McGee, and this is my first question. And it's a standard question that I ask all of my guests, which is, what's your favorite Britpop song? And I'm not going to say that he was difficult, but this, this was the answer. See, see what you think. So, because um, we're the Britpop show, favorite Britpop song? I don't like Britpop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I don't like Britpop. So I literally just said to him, we're the Britpop show, and his answer was... I don't like Britpop. Now, I could have hit him with, mm, didn't you make £40 million out of Britpop? But you'll, find, you'll hear in, later on what I did say. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out there that actually we, we ended up okay. This is what he said at the end. Brilliant. Thank you for Thanks your time. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you. Bye. See, he said thank you. You know, he sounded nice at the end, didn't he? So we've got that coming up. Yeah, self-deprecating as always. We've got Davo listening. Davo says he's got an idea for a future Britpop show play only recent songs from some of our favorite Britpop artists, limit the songs to those created within the last five years or so, and it would highlight some great newer material by the bands we love. That's a good idea, Davo. I think we might do that. Not today, though, because today we're talking about Alan McGee. But we're not just going to talk about Alan McGee. We're going to play some other banging tunes as well, including this one by Ocean Colour Scene. Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs. Saw it as the start It's more a change of heart Rapping on the windows Whistling down the chimney pot Blowing up the dust in the room Where I forgot I laid my plans in solid rock Stepping through the door Like a troubadour While I'm just an hour away Looking at the trees on the roadside Feeling it's a holiday You and I should ride the coast Wind up in our favorite coast Just miles away Roll a number Ride another song Like Jimmy heard the day Ride the train Oh la la Oh la la Oh la la Oh la la Sipped another rum and coke Told a dirty joke Walking out Groucho Sucking on the number 10 Rolling on the floor With a cigarette buns wanting I miss the crush And I'm home again Stepping through the door With a night of stall While I'm just an hour away Stepping to the sky And the star bright Feeling it's a brighter day
Today we caught the train by Ocean Colour Scene. And why are we playing that? We're playing that because that was released on the 3rd of June, 1996. So 25 years ago. I keep saying it every week. How good was the music scene 25 years ago? That was just being released. Now I threw out on Twitter at the Britpop show during the week, the fact that the podcast of 25 years since the Mannix released Everything Must Go was on the same number of listeners as the Mosley Shoals 25 years anniversary. Uh, and I threw it out there and loads of Ocean Colour Scenes fans then listened to the podcast. So uh, if you are a fan of the Mannix, you better get on it because Ocean Colour Scene are currently beating you. Now that was the third single, of course, off Mosley Shoals and got to number four in the charts when the charts actually meant something. But today, what are we doing? We are doing the interview with Alan McGee. And he told me what his, I asked him what his favourite Britpop song was, and he said he didn't like Britpop, but then he told me what his favourite Oasis song was. And I asked on Twitter in the week, what do you reckon it was? What do you think it was, guys? And Niall Collins said, bring it on down. Steve, 74, said, rock and roll star. Christopher Curran, guest, live forever. Kevin, guest, rocking chair, which goes out to my mate Paul, because he's a big fan of that one. Ken said, cast no shadow. Will Harris said, gas panic. And we had a winner, Doug. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Doug guessed after this, because I'm going to play it and you'll hear it now. And then we'll play the actual song immediately after. This is my interview with Alan McGee. So, because um, we're the Britpop show, favourite Britpop song? I don't like Britpop. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. I don't really think Oasis were Britpop, as it goes. But they, I mean, but if you want me to say my favourite Oasis song, Slide Away. Slide Away. Okay, good stuff. And so how, when, when you heard that song, did you think, this is a great song, it needs to go, go on an album? Because no I know, I just always thought it was a great song, a great album track. It always reminded me of Neil Young or something. Yeah, because you know? yeah. Noel famously said that he was banging out all these amazing yeah. B-sides uh, and, and they were put on the B-sides and he wishes he'd, he'd just you know, not done that and, and, yeah. and, and stuck them on an album. Yeah, I mean, we should have kept a lot of songs back, but you know, I suppose it was part of the journey that these, uh, you know, the, the, the master plan came out after it's a B-sides record, yeah. so you know. Everything happens for a reason and that's sort of, sort of what makes them a bit legendary, isn't it? The fact that they had those B-sides. Oh, it's amazing, so yeah. yeah, great yeah. time. Be rude not to play it now, wouldn't it? This is Slide Away by Oasis. David Smith guessed Columbia. Wrong, my friend. Slide Away.
cabezas. Alan McGee's favourite Oasis song. He was the guy who discovered them, so he should know. Doesn't like Britpop though. Bok says, uh, your Britpop slur was well handled. Thank you, Bok. Regular listener to the show. I appreciate the uh, way in which I sideswiped his swipes. Did you have a guess? Did you guess slide away? Don't pretend that you did. I know you didn't. But interesting facts. And we've got some more interesting facts coming up. Now, if you know, have you, if you've listened to any of my interviews that I've ever done, you will know that there are some questions that I regularly ask. One of them is, what's your favourite Britpop song? And I couldn't really ask him because normally with the bands, I ask them what's their favourite song that they wrote, but I couldn't ask him that. I did ask him about a, a band he could have signed and that's coming up. But uh, another question I always ask them is what's the most famous person on your phone? Do you want to hear who it was? It's a good one. I expected it to be a good one, but it really is. The other question I always ask people, who's the most famous person on your phone? Now, to give you some sort of point of reference, Sonia from Echo Belly had Madonna. Um, and I've got I've high got, hopes I've got for you, loads Anna. of people that are, I suppose that they are famous. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Good one. And why is that? How have you got Because he's my friend. <laughs> you just bumped into him and he's your mate? No, no, I produced records for him back in the 15 years ago. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Joaquin Phoenix, you know, the guy who was in Joker. That's a good one, I think, having him on your phone. I'm not sure I'd ring him up and have a chat with him, though. He seems, uh, I don't know, just a bit intense, don't you think? But even so, good one to have on the phone. Now, who is Alan McGee? Alan McGee started Creation Records. He set it up in 1983 while still working full-time for British Rail. And they signed a load, of, a load of decent acts. They signed Jesus and Mary Chain, Bloody, My Bloody Valentine, Primal Scream, Ride, Teenage Fan Club, Super Furry Animals, of course, Oasis, uh, and the Boo Radleys. And I'm going to play some Boo Radleys now. But he was friends with Bobby Gillespie of Primal Scream at school. And that sort of really pushed him on his way because Primal Scream were a great band, weren't they? But he also signed the Boo Radleys. And the Boo Radleys, I'm not going to call them a one-hit wonder, but there is only one song that you ever play when you hear the Blue Boo Radleys, and everybody knows it.
up boo i remember my mate we came we were in france for like three months for university um, around that time and he, we came back to england and he was like what is this surreal planet we're living on that i go away for three months and suddenly the boo radleys are in the charts he couldn't believe it uh, and neither could i at the, at the time but you know there they are they, they, when you write a song like that it's always going to hit the charts maybe not nowadays because music is rubbish nowadays but back in the 90s it was going to what are we going to do now? i tell you what we're going to do now. We're going to talk about Echo Belly because Echo Belly are going on tour. And I sent a cheeky little text to Sonia and she came back to confirm that this tour that they're doing is a full band tour. So if you want to see Echo Belly full band playing, it's coming up soon. It in, starts in September. 30th of September, they start in Stuck because that's how they say it up there at the Sugar Mill. And then in October, from the 3rd till the 20th of October, they play Newcastle, Norwich, Chester, Manchester, Sheffield, Leicester, Birmingham, Newport, Portsmouth, Bedford, Oxford and London. That's worth looking at, isn't it? So Echo Belly on tour. And I promised Sonia that as a result, I would tell you guys about it and I would also play a song. And I'm going to go for their biggest hit. Your number one hit station in town.
bit of that, and by that I mean Echo Belly. You can see them live on tour in the UK, across the UK, in October. Uh, I know it's a bit dismal to be talking about October already. Something to look forward to when the weather starts turning, even though it's only just turned nice now. This week we are talking to Alan McGee, and I've got a bit more for you. Now, they did a film recently of Alan McGee. They did a film called Creation Stories, and it's go and look it up. It's on Sky Movies or whatever. And I was talking to him about it, and I asked him about the film and whether there were, there were any bits of it that, that you know, he didn't agree with. And he's, you'll hear him. He says, like, most of it, well, 50% of it wasn't true. So uh, I think this is probably a world exclusive. There's a bit in the film where he misses a train. That never happened. Listen to it here. Have you seen the recent film about you? Yes. And? I like it. Yeah? And were there any bits that you thought, do you know what, that, that's not right or... That, you yeah, know, half of it's not true. <laughs> but you're not going to tell us which half? Yeah, I can tell you loads. Of it. It's like, I mean... You know, there's lo- loads of it. I signed Oasis, but I never missed a train. Did you not miss the train? No, never happened. That was... There's loads, there's loads like that in it, you know. A train never, never happened. That's just, I don't know how... I think Noel at some point went, McGee missed a train and it became a thing. But there was no train ever involved in it, you know. Because they made such a big thing out of that in the film. About yeah, it never, this, I, this was the, I think Edwin might actually believe I did miss a train, but it never <laughs> happened, you know. <laughs> That's incredible. So presumably when you met them that night, it's true that there was that kerfuffle and, and there was all kicking Not off. really. There was just a, there was a, a bit of intimidation by the Manchester lot yeah. on the Scottish bouncers, about two bouncers and about 10 or 12 manks. Yeah. Uh, but there was, you know, that's what went down. There was no, there was no, there was no uh, shoving or anything like that. It was just all, it could have got moody, but it never did, you yeah. know. And is it right that you, uh, you heard them and you thought, this is okay, but then this is great. And then the third song, you were like, right, I've got to sign these. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the first song was great. And then, and then the second song was really good. And then I thought, oh, fuck, I should do this. Yeah. But the third song, I was like, yeah, this will be great. I'll really, I'll probably do it. And, and then they said, oh, this is a Beatles song. And I was like, um, oh, fuck, they're going to fuck this up, you know, and, and they didn't. And then, yeah. and then it went for there, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, it's a big thing to take on the Beatles. Did I forget to warn you that there was some fruity language? No, I didn't. I definitely did warn you. Yeah, obviously, Alan McGee, he's going to, you know, throw a few bombs out there. And he did on that one. Uh, apologies if uh, your children were listening. Go and send them outside to play with some razor blades instead. Uh, I'm going to pl- I'm going to cover that up artfully with a bit of space.
the Species by Space. And that was released also 25 years ago. Can you believe it? The music industry 25 years ago was just banging. Right, well, I'm also going to play another song that was released 25 years ago. It's one by Manson, and I had some details for you about it. I'm just trying to find them here. Maybe I'll have to do it after, the, after I've played the song. Here it is. Here comes another banger. Take it easy. 
You know what that was. That was Take It Easy Chicken by Manson. That was off their second EP. You remember Manson back in the day, what they would do is they would release EPs and each EP was four songs and it was like a mini album every time. And their first EP, if I remember rightly, was Stripper Vicar. And the second one was... Uh, was that one, Take It Easy Chicken. And what's interesting is that one, Take It Easy Chicken, that song didn't actually make it onto the album, Attack of the Grey Lantern, even though it was a massive fan favourite. Also on that EP, you had Drastic Sturgeon, The Greatest Pain, which I really like, great song, The Greatest Pain, and Moronica. And I remember uh, singing along to that and having to sing different words uh, when I was listening to it with my dad at the table because there was some dodgy language in it uh, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have approved but uh, I remember me and my brother just taking it in turns to cover up the rude words. Uh, I had a message from Mark Tennyson, you may remember Mark Tennyson contacted us last week and he said hi David, liking the show, always good, I like that, I like it when people say that at the start tends to be that they want something uh, and he does, he said I saw the Jesus and Mary chain play at Guildford Uni in the 80s, now why is he talking about the Jesus and Mary chain, the reason he's talking about the Jesus and Mary chain is because they were signed by Alan McGee of Creation Records and we are interviewing Alan McGee today uh, he says yes the 80s, love their early stuff upside down and never understand and later tracks like Just Like Honey, he said now can we have a track by the wedding present, no we cannot and you should get back to writing your books Mr Tennyson let's get back to the Alan McGee interview shall we and there was a question about what band he wished he'd signed and again it's a, a very alan mcgee response but don't forget there may be some language that you might not want your children to hear you're listening to the brit pop show sponsored by creation day festival playing the best and the rest of brit pop right these are some questions from some of our twitter followers what's the one band or artist that you could have signed but didn't and you now regret it Regret's a big word, but... Don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you see bands and sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. Yeah, you? yeah, fair enough. Well, okay, what about any band, any era that you could sign? Well, I wish I'd signed Stone Roses and Laz, but after that, all the bands that I really wanted to get in the 90s, I kind of got, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you know, but I wish I'd got them. yeah. All the bands he wanted to sign in the 90s, he got. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? But he said Stone Roses, so should we play some Stone Roses? You know, I'm, you know I think the Stone Roses are okay. I'm not a massive fan. I think they, they're okay, but he wanted them, so let's play them. This is, I think, their best song.
hits from the 1990s. That was the Stone Roses, Made of Stone. I think that was their best one. People say I'm in the resurrection. Actually, people disagree quite a lot about what the best Stone Roses song is. Usually it's not off the second album, although Love Spreads, I think, is an absolute classic. Right, we're interviewing Alan McGee, and this next question definitely does have some choice language in it, not least because I used, uh, I got dragged down onto, onto, the, onto his level. So, uh, you know, send the kids outside. Now, at what point? Point, did you realise with Oasis, fucking hell, this is massive? Uh, not immediately. Um, I knew it was a great band. I suppose when Live Forever went in the top ten, it was starting to look like, God, this could be really big, you yeah, know? Yeah. I knew the potential was there from yeah. day one, but it became realised, Joe. Yeah. Is it true that actually in the first, because the first album... It, they you just weren't getting it in the in the recording. Yeah, I mean there was a the, the definitely maybe record session was really laboured. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. I recorded it twice, three times, and mixed it. No, I recorded it twice and mixed it three times. Which brings me to my big philosophical question: If Oasis were around now, there w- there wouldn't be enough money to get them where they ended up being, and they they probably wouldn't have happened. What do you think about that? I think they would have happened. It's just like you know, it had been really different. But it would it would have been different if they'd went with anybody else other than Creation. We kind of did allow them to be whoever they wanted to be. Yeah, and that's why it worked. Yeah. Why don't we play something from Primal Screen? He did sign them after all. This is moving on up.
screen, moving on up. Alan McGee signed them to Creation Records, and if you haven't seen the film, go and check it out. And maybe this uh, this show will make a bit more sense because we were talking a bit about where he missed a train and he didn't miss a train in real life and it was in the film. And yeah, just go and watch the film. Uh, so we've got one more bit of the interview to come up, uh, and it's it's talking about something reasonably important to most people in the music industry, and that is the current state of the music industry. But one thing I didn't ask him about, didn't mention Blur at all, I didn't think he would be particularly appreciative if I had. But I think we've got time to stick a, a Blur song in on an Alan McGee show, haven't we? Yeah, of course we have. Uh, just a quick one, though. This is their quickest. You're listening to the Britpop Show on Cotswolds Radio. Songs that smash you in the face. Song two by Blur. Rather pleasingly, that is two minutes long exactly and got to number two in the charts. Do I hit you with that every time? I'm sure I do. Anon, where have you been? Anon has turned up. He all turns up every week. A bit late to parade this week, Anon. Just this tune. Thank you, Anon. I appreciate that. Right, let's talk about the state of the music industry, shall we? Let's talk about it with Alan McGee. What do you think of the state of the music industry now? It's a lot more, I mean, it's like digital is very different to analogue. We're living in a digital world now, you know. I don't. I struggle with it quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was speaking to Noel Gallagher yesterday and I went, oh, I, I struggle with this fucking digital. And they went, so me too. So we both struggle with it. So I think anybody of a certain age, do you know what I mean? I'm 60, he's 53. I think anybody that's old, you know, He's not really that old, is he? He's, mi- he's middle aged, but I'm I'm actually getting old, and it's like I think if you've been around since since punk, I was a punk, yeah, and then I went through all the different variations, and then in the last twi- fifteen years, the music business has essentially been a digital thing, yeah. you know, 
then it's really it's quite daunting. But you know, I'm, I seem to be doing okay. You know, it's so different though, isn't it? Because there's not as many, music is basically valueless now, isn't it? Well, it's different. I mean, it's it's you know, it's a live thing. Yeah. You know, like this, we're here for this festival yeah. today. You know, I mean, it's like the value is in a ticket, and it's different. You know, I there's not a lot of money in streaming. Um, the people are suffering, but there's a lot of money in live. You know. Yeah. So people are suffering. So where do you see it going in the future? Is it sustainable? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, it'd be great if the streaming services actually paid the money through and, and were fair. You know. Yeah. 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 So, but do you think that's going to happen, or do you think it's just going to? I don't know. Itself? Not anytime soon. But I think eventually, yeah, it, it's wrong what's going on with the streaming people. It's like Spotify are not paying people properly. It's terrible. Have you heard of the broken record movement with you know, Crispin Hunt and Tom Gray? They're all complaining about that as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of saying that it's like, you know, if they used a user-centric model, people would get paid properly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with them. So how would you fix it? Just That's the way to fix it, to get Spotify to pay people more? I don't think it's just Spotify. Spotify actually probably pay more than most of them. Right. Um, not that I think any of them pay properly. Yeah. Um, I suppose... It, 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 if people kick up enough, you know, of a storm, eventually somebody will, will, will realise it's wrong, you know. And he was talking about Crispin Hunt, or I was at least, of the long piece, because they are keep uh, they're going on about the broken record movement. And go and check it out, because they're raising some interesting thoughts. Them and Tom Gray from Gomez. And I've interviewed Ben Ottowell from Gomez, so that's coming up soon. But that's the end for today. Thank you for listening. As always, see you on the flip side. This is Lost Myself by The Long Pigs. She sold herself on the water alone One that most of us lived without And just for the occasion Day after day Herself when it don't come. I have always found it easier to dream about it. Careful of the stitches, insisted there was more. Self when it don't come